What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of Thriving in the Trenches with your host, Jonesy. Um, we'll dive right into it. Today, I did want to talk about uh, communication and boundaries and really just kind of protecting our own mental health in relation to those two things. Me and a good buddy at work, um, we, we, we both have since moved on. So I guess it's an old coworker, but we had this thing called like, it, we'd, we'd come up to each other and be like, hey man, I need my five minutes. And what that meant was that whatever's coming out of my mouth next is just purely going to be venting, ranting, getting things off my chest, airing it out, not looking for a solution, not looking for any feedback. I just need to like get my gripes out. I just need to, to get this stuff off my chest and move on from it. And even though we called it five minutes, like typically it would run a little bit longer than five minutes. And also it would turn into like, Hey, (laughs) you gave me five minutes. Now I'm gonna give you your five minutes. And you know, it would be a little bit of just like a gripe session, but it was for the sake of like, let's air this out. Like this is our shot to, to say what we need to say and not be productive in doing it, but just to get it out. And once it's off our chest, now we can start becoming kind of solution oriented, goal oriented and figure out where we're going from here. Um, yeah. And that was born out of a place of really, I mean, I'm sure everybody out there can relate to having that person or multiple people that just want to gripe, gripe, gripe all the time, especially if you're in a position of leadership. I'm sure you've come into subordinates that they want to complain. They want to complain. And all they do is tell you what you're doing wrong or how the system is messed up and just on and on and on. And it can become so exhausting and so frustrating and really again, in my experience, can invalidate anything positive that person might have to say after a certain amount of time. Because like, let's face it, like, I only have so much capacity for listening to somebody complain. Um, So what is the the proper response? I'll deem it the proper response when you've got challenges, when you're having struggles. Like, I try to always come to the table with – Hey, this thing is jacked up. This is why it's jacked up. And here's at least my idea for a solution to try to fix it. Or this is the direction that we should start heading. Or this is what we need to stop doing to fix the problem. Whatever the case may be, it's kind of goal oriented. It's not just coming to complain and gripe about something. It's for the sake of of fixing the problem. Now, again, that exception is having that person that I can kind of get my five minutes with, you know, um, sometimes it is just something that there's anger associated or just a lot of emotion of one type or another, um, just disgruntled. And like, I just need to vent. I just need to blow off steam. And I do think that's relevant. I think we all run into those times where it's like, man, I just, I just need to talk for a minute. I just need to yell for a minute, whatever your way of expressing is, but we just got to get it off our chest. 
Where that also becomes a problem though, is if I come to you today and I'm like, hey, I need my five minutes and you give me my five minutes and I come to you tomorrow and I'm like, hey, I need my five minutes and it's the same five minutes as yesterday and the next day, same thing for the last two days. It gets to a point where, again, for me, like, what are we doing here? Like, why, why are we coming to the table with the same problem every time and not providing any kind of solutions, not even providing like the starting point for solutions. We don't always have to have the perfect answer. We don't always have to have like a complete answer, but I think there's definitely something to be said for coming with an open mind and some kind of way forward. Like uh, I know I do a lot with, with goal setting and even with myself, it's sometimes I set a goal that's like, it's out there and I don't always see the path to get there at the moment, but I have the, I have the vision. I have the end result that I'm looking for. And even presenting that can be the foundation for open dialogue that allows for a path forward. Now we might not always hit that perfect vision or that perfect goal that we had in mind, but if the goal is to or if, if the starting point was because of a problem and we start moving towards this goal, we missed the mark. We've still kind of gotten ourselves out of that situation. And now we're in a new place where there may still be challenges and may still be problems, but now we get to work that from a different angle and utilize new resources, new strategies, new ideas. Um, but again, like that has to that has to be at the forefront is like coming with ideas and with solutions. And so in a nutshell, that's kind of the, my, my five minute rule, <laughs> you know, like you got your five minutes, like get it off your chest. You won't hear anything back from me except maybe like, yep, I hear you, whatever, like, and, and vice versa, no solutions, no outcome. Like this is your, your kind of amnesty moment or whatever. But again, that, it, that changes when it becomes the same exact struggle every time. This comes, I used to be uh, the type of guy that <laughs> I complained about a lot. I always had a problem. I always had some kind of struggles going on. And, you know, it was, while negative, because it's all about my problems, it was a poor strategy for gaining attention. As like how many people love to hear about, you know, like your buddy tells you some story that's like got some humor to it because like, dang, your life is jacked up. I actually had a buddy one time tell me like, Jonesy, I love talking to you because I hear your stories and it makes me realize that my life isn't that bad. And I was just like, dang, like that was kind of rough, but you know, he meant it in good fun, but there was definitely an air of truth to it. And it did make me start to consider like, what am I doing? What am I talking about? And also to question like, do I really believe that my life is so insignificant that I don't have anything positive to talk about? Or am I living my life in such a way that I don't have anything positive to talk about? What helped me change is really taking control and ownership of the idea that I get to choose the situations that I'm in or how I respond to them. Now, there's some things that are out of our control. You got a job that frustrates you a bit or whatever, you know, but you need to stay there. I mean, in reality, we can typically quit our jobs and move on to something else. But, 
you know, I was in the military. I know you're stuck in a contract um, and short of doing something that like will jeopardize your character or stance in the military. There's not a lot of easy ways to get out, but still, I believe that even in those situations, we can change our perspective and we can focus on the good or again, set new goals or give feedback that's going to help us to, to improve the situation. So we don't have to keep complaining. And I've said this before too, but when we go through a challenge, like something that hurts us or something that pisses us off, the more we continue to tell that same story over and over about how like, oh, this person did this to me. And then I go find a new person, tell them the same story, find another person, tell them the same story. In essence, all I'm really doing is keep whatever negative emotions that situation brought up. I'm keeping those alive. I'm actually wishing them every time I tell that story. I'm reliving that experience over and over and over. And if it's a negative experience, why do I want to do that? Which again is where the five minutes come from. Like, yeah, something hurts, something pisses me off, something sucks. Get a good buddy, get five minutes, let it all out, and then move on. Be done with talking about that situation. Unless you truly do just love the misery that it brought you and you want to continue living in it. And here's a little tidbit, like this is more along the lines of my coaching stuff that I do, but... uh. When we are in a situation like that, where we just keep reliving, retelling the same stories, whether we choose to admit it or not, it's, it's giving us some kind of benefit. Just like I talked about with me always complaining about the stuff in my life, it, the benefit I was gaining from it was attention. I've got a captive audience because they want to hear about Jonesy's struggles. Uh, we don't always admit that stuff to ourselves, and it does occur in most cases, I think, on a more subconscious level, but... It's, it's there. So yeah, um, that's, that's the big thing I think is just realizing that that stuff is unproductive. Now kind of changing gears, um, to the boundaries portion and, and protecting our own mental health as it relates to this communication stuff. When you've got somebody that's continually coming to you and complaining about the same thing over and over and over, it can become kind of a drain. And it's really challenging, especially if it's somebody you care about and you want to be there to support them. So you want to hear them out. But where it becomes a problem, for me at least, is when that person refuses to hear solutions, refuses to try to work through the problem. They just want to be heard. And I think when we care about people, when we love people, we want to be there for them. And sometimes the right thing is to hear somebody out. Sometimes the right thing is to hear somebody out a couple of times. But we have to be our own judge of when is this thing, when is your problem starting to become my problem? When is your problem starting to impact my peace? And, you know, it's, okay and actually encouraged to speak with that person and set a boundary like hey you know what we can't talk about this anymore it's just not not okay with me right now like i'm not able to i don't have the capacity for this anymore and it's hard it's very challenging because it's easy to feel like 
like I'm, if it, I'll speak in first person, not putting my beliefs on you, but it's easy for me to feel like I'm shutting somebody down, like I'm cutting them off and not giving them an opportunity to speak. But the reality of it is, if this thing is starting to impact me, like that's a problem for me. And I can start jumping on the same bandwagon and find another friend that I can complain like, man, this person's always complaining to me and keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Or I can come up with a solution and the solution is very respectfully and lovingly like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And I've actually been on the receiving end of this. And I can tell you that it's nowhere near as bad as I would have originally thought it was. I didn't ask for permission, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. But uh, my good friend, Patty, she was on one of my earlier episodes, I believe episode 11, maybe we talked about narcissists. But anyway, she's been a great friend, probably, uh, I'd say like six years now. And, you know, I had a relationship that went really sour a few years back. And if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you've definitely heard about it. Um, a lot of great lessons came out of that relationship for me. And I guess even this was one, though it wasn't from her, it was received from Patty, but I would constantly get in arguments with this girl or even after we had broken up, but there was still like some kind of communication there. And I would get so bent out of shape and frustrated and I'd call and vent to Patty and Patty would be there for me, like good friend. And two days later, it would happen again. And a day later, it would happen again. And a week later, it would happen five more times. And over and over and over, you guys get the story. At one point, Patty, in a very kind and loving way, was like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. We, we can't talk about this situation anymore because it's starting to wear me out. It's starting to drain me. And, you know, I'll be honest, like for a minute, it was like, dang, that hurts. And if I'm being brutally honest, because of the place I was at in my life, where I hadn't really come into my own and recognized my identity and my worth, but there was a portion of me that questioned like, what am I even supposed to talk to you about now? You know, I didn't ask her that, but, but for a minute that did cross my mind. And I had to sleep on it and kind of get over it. And I will say like for probably a week or so, it, it, maybe even longer than that, but it was kind of tough to like, to, to talk to Patty because like, what am I even supposed to say at this point? Like I was at a loss because I was allowing this thing to consume me. And that was what I had to talk about at the time. But by her telling me like, I can no longer listen to this. It kind of made me start to realize that like, dang, I probably shouldn't be talking about this thing so much. Like I'm doing exactly what I talked about a few minutes ago where I'm like reliving these emotions over and over again. Like this stuff that has brought me down, that has made me feel so negative. Like it just keeps resurfacing every time I tell the story and every time I got to complain about something else and something else. And it was just like ultimately not healthy for me or my friendship with Patty. And by her respecting herself enough and like, also respecting me and caring enough to be like, hey, I can't do this. Like it, it kind of kicked off a little bit of a chain reaction. And in truth, I gained so much more respect for her from that interaction 
And it, you know, this was down the road a little bit, like maybe a month or so after, but just realizing like, dang, dude, like by her doing that, it, it did help me to like kind of reflect a little bit on myself. And in the end, rather than losing respect, I gained a, a, a lot of respect for her and learned that lesson from her that it's okay to do that. And being on the receiving end, I knew that, hey, just because like she's hit her capacity for my problems it doesn't mean she has anything against me. It doesn't mean that I'm broken or it, there's nothing negative coming from her towards me. It's just simply like, I can't handle this anymore. And because of that, moving forward, like I'm able now to be in that situation where if stuff is getting a little bit like too much to be like, Hey, you know what? Like I, I either can't talk about this at all, or maybe I just need a break. Like this has been consistent for a few days. Like let's touch on it again in a week, a month, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, the boundaries and mental health. Like we, we got to protect ourselves at the end of the day. If Jonesy doesn't take care of Jonesy, then Jonesy's pretty useless to you guys. I'm useless to my kids. I'm useless at work. Like I'm just useless, you know, like I, I have to protect me. And I've talked about this before, but like the word being selfish, like is, it has a con negative connotation to it. But I do believe we need to be selfish with our time. We need to be selfish with our thoughts. We need to be selfish with like just our headspace in general, because even well-intentioned people will use you for everything you've got. And again, that's like well-intentioned. It's not in a negative way, but it, a simple example is like, if every time I see you and you're like, Oh, I need a couple bucks and I give you a couple bucks and you're always asking, I keep giving you a couple bucks. And you just think like, man, Jonesy's a great guy and like helps me out. And he's always got a couple bucks so I can get lunch money or whatever. But behind the scenes, what if that's taken away from my gas money? So now I can't get to work. Or what if that's taken away from money that I use to pay for stuff for my kids or groceries or whatever? Like just because I'm choosing not to share that with you when I ask, when you ask for a couple bucks doesn't mean that it's not starting to impact my life. And if I'm being wise at some point, I've got to be like, Hey, psst, we're done. Like I can't do this anymore. I can't support this financially. And it, it's no different than, uh, them with our thoughts and with our, our headspace and whatnot. And if you're one of those people that has just this amazing capacity or you feed off listening to people tell them, tell you their, their challenges, their struggles, and you don't mind hearing the same thing over and over, then good on you. I mean, it's not, if it's not hurting you, it's not hurting you. Don't make a problem out of something that's not a problem. But I think the overall message here is that when something does start becoming a problem for you, there is absolutely nothing wrong with standing up for yourself and letting people know we got to, we got to pump the brakes on this because it's gotten to be too much. Your five minutes has turned into five months <laughs> and I just don't have the capacity for it anymore. And so that's it. I hope you guys are able to gain something out of this. I know it always benefits me to share this stuff and just kind of talk about what's on my mind. And so that's what I got. I love you. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. 
You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got.